Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to another Melchester Odyssey. Uh, would you like to guess which hand I've got the uh, the copy in? Left. It's the right. Oh, bollocks. In my right hand, I have the 2nd of June 1984 issue of Roy of the Rovers. Um, I like this 2nd of June. That feels like summer's on its way. Yeah. I've been sitting out in the sunshine before we recorded this today on the 3rd of May. Spring seems to be coming. It it feels as though good times are just around the corner. Sam. It does, yeah. Um, and indeed, in this very issue... So I was flicking through it earlier on. There's an advert for the 1984 Roy the Rovers holiday special, which was always uh, a treat to look forward to. I'll talk you through it now, actually. 60 pence. Mm. 64 pages of top soccer action. All action colours, including Liverpool, Nottingham Forest, Manchester United and Stoke City. All the big teams there. All action features Liverpool, Milk Cup Kings, 83, 84, magic moments. Sign, please. Gary Bailey, Manchester United, no less. England's third choice keeper, despite the fact he was South African. Wasn't he? He was, like St. James. Yeah. Uh, Go for gold, super quiz special. All action stories. Roy the Rovers, hard man, mighty mouse, goalkeeper, Tommy's troubles, and lots more. You know... The summer, the advent of the summer special was just, you know, special. Yeah, it was. That's why we should be doing a summer special. Our deep dive into Roland Rat and the Wacker Day and all that. We we will summer holiday, summer special. Uh, We'll do it when we go on our respective holidays later in the year. Pre-record it. Good logistics. That Super Soccer Watch game offer inside. Let's look at that later on if we can. Um, but ultimately, it's all about the FA Cup final that's still going on in the Roy the Rovers story. Mm, it's a good front cover, but it, it doesn't. I feel like I'm being shortchanged because it's supposed to be a four-page colour story every week, and this is just one panel that we get on the front. Sometimes we get like two or three, but uh, let's bring it up to speed. It says pre-match pressures exerted by Joe Bellamy. What was the? What was the word he used last time you described the pressures? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can't remember. Where is it? It's over here. Cunning pressures. Cunning pressures. 
Joe Bellamy's cunning pressures. Sounds like a dance troupe. Yeah, it, yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cunning pressures exerted by Joe Bellamy, the captain of Walford Rovers, had forced Roy Race to make five changes for the FA Cup final at Wembley Stadium. One of the replacements, um, nerve-shattered goalkeeper Walter Williams, found the occasion was too much for him. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. And... Um, We've got Vic Guthrie sliding in on uh, a Walford attacker, uh, as the crowd say. Williams has fumbled another cross. <laughs> Nothing can stop Walford from taking a 2-0 lead. Um, yeah, Walter Williams having a nightmare. The Walford striker looks like he's due to put it in the back of the net, but we'll go into the colour pages inside, find out if that's what really happens. It says Walter could do little more than throw himself into the path of the ball. And uh, he does that indeed while uh, emitting... (laughs) Cry of a baby. Um, And the the Walford player just whacks it off his shoulder. Probably fucking injures him as well, along with all the others. Uh, Guthrie fails to make contact, but... It uh, somehow it says it's rebounded over the bar off his shoulder. These must be Walford fans because one of them then says, "Oh, the lucky little dot dot dot, <laughs> the lucky little cunt." Oh, you little cunt! <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Walter's get, getting up, holding his arm. Uh, a derisive chant rose from the Walford fans. Lucky, 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 lucky Melchester. <laughs> <laughs> what a cunt chant. <laughs> it's the sort of chant you'd expect the Melchester fans to come out with. Yeah. Well, they're all as bad as each other, yeah. I think, in this in this era. It kind of feels like the chant you get Chelsea coming up with these days now that Frank Lampard's back there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're recording this the day after Frank Lampard lost his sixth consecutive game while back at Chelsea. Yeah. Uh, and it's his tenth. It's his tenth overall because he lost his last four at Everton. Fucking so. hell. <laughs> How many more times is this man going to be trusted? He'll, he'll get with another a job. Team? He'll get another job He's after this. To. It's madness. Yeah. He'll get another uh, job for sure. But anyway, um, Roy strides over to Walter Williams. He says, they're right, Walter. But the greatest players in the world need a slice of good fortune along the way. And you've just had yours. A big slice. For goodness sake, don't waste it. I <laughs> don't know what that means. Cunt. And they're right to call you a lucky cunt. They stopped short of it. They said you lucky little. And they wouldn't go any further because they're a bunch of fucking saps. But I'm Roy Race and I can say what others won't. You're a lucky little cunt. And your luck's about to <laughs> fucking run out. What you've done on this field today, this field of dreams at Wembley, has been nothing short of absolute incompetence. <laughs> but you got lucky there. Uh, and he says, for goodness sake, don't waste it. I don't know what that means. You've had the luck now. Yeah. What's he meant to do? Is he going to get some more? I think he's just telling him to try, try properly. Fucking, is your mother here today, Walter? She is, is she? Well, how do you think she feels watching you make She's a comp of yourself home. like this? She'd be fucking probably crying in the toilets right you'd, now. You'd probably kill her off with shame. Imagine that, your old mum dying at Wembley on cup final day. 
something to think about, isn't it? Now go on, get back in the, between the sticks. <laughs> At the cap and all, you get a loser's medal on top of that. Never leave the house again, son. <laughs> so I says, don't don't waste it. Walter says, I'll, I'll try not to, Roy. But I don't know what you mean, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as the corner was taken, an outswinger. Go on, Joe Bellamy, knock it in. That's Joe's, shouts another. Joe, of course, wearing the number nine, which is, of course, the Roy Race number. So that's why he was so fucked off at being... <laughs> deposed when Roy took over at Walford not only did he get kicked out of the team he lost the captaincy he lost his number 9 as well um, the number 9 search it, it's totemic isn't it really iconic you it could is, say yes. it's so many clubs it's not as good as the number 10 some... though is it number 10's the nah. best what 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 um, number did Kevin Phillips wear number 10 really you think of him as Quinn, more than number Quinn 9 more than number 9 Mm. Really interesting. Perfect. Because number nine's the big lad, isn't it? Number, number nine the is the out and out goal scorer. Ten's usually the, the, the classier one, like the the the, the dictator, <clears throat> the magician mm. at number ten, isn't it? Yeah. Classic but number nine. Squad numbers. Classic number nine to me is Ian Rash. Yeah. Yeah. It's all squad numbers now. I think that uh, each player in the league should get an individual squad number for the entire league. Oh. So you'll have, what, like so 25 the... times how many clubs is there? 20, 20 in a league? Yeah. 400 and, yeah. 450. So someone's yeah. going to be number 450. Yeah. Great. I wonder who it should be. Yeah. Alexander-Arnold, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really up to speed with the modern football. I don't know any, uh, I, I don't know any of their names. <laughs> Like all these ones Chelsea have signed, I haven't got a clue about any of them. No. I don't know if they're in the team or not. Also, or what, on my no West Ham podcast, on. I told you this, people were saying who should the next manager be if we get rid of Moyes. And I had to admit, I didn't know the names of any managers. <laughs> <laughs> I host the podcast. I can only, yeah. po- only think of managers from the olden days. I said Harry Redknapp and Martin O'Neill. <laughs> By the way, John Lyle, I found out something about him recently. Is that Uh-oh. you know the way John Lyle always looked sixty like his whole life because he had <laughs> yeah. a sort of a grey pompadour, didn't he? The sort that yeah. used to get stained yellow by tobacco smoke, and he was always wearing like a crombie. And even though, even if you weren't near him, you were just looking at a picture of him, you could smell cigars and whiskey, couldn't you? Just by looking yeah. at a picture of John Lyle. Well, when he the died, threat. he was only like in his fuck it. He was sixty 47. when he died. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we always talk about these. John Lyle okay, was like, yeah. when West Ham won the cup, look at him in 1980, right? He's like in his 30s. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, he looks like an old gangster. He looks like one of the crazed henchmen. Yeah, yeah he was he was 40. He was born in 1942. Yeah, so that's my dad's age. That's how I was working out. I was thinking, fucking, fucking hell, he was my dad's age. Like when I was a kid, he was like, just seemed like he'd been the West Ham manager forever and would be the West Ham manager forever as well. He was just like, there was no West. When I was a kid, it was like other clubs change managers, but our manager was John Lyle and it would always be John Lyle forever, right? Do you know how long he was there for? 15 years. Yeah, only 15. <laughs> 15 years. Well, 15's a long time, obviously, but in my mind, he'd just been there since time immemorial. And like. Good God. 
But I just thought he was this, like, wise old man, like fucking Yoda. But he was my dad's age, 40 in 98. Look at him in 1980. How old does he look? He looks at least 60, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was 66 when he died. Yeah. Suffered a heart attack, which is what we talked about. It's the best way to go. He, he suffered heart a heart attack. attack out of all the cigars and whiskey he'd been having since, yeah. since he was eight. <laughs> in the he East was, End. Was, that was the way. He was sacked uh, in June 1989. He was awarded an ex-gratiate payment of £100,000, but left the club in what Lyle later described as upsetting, stu- upsetting circumstances. It merited only 73 words in a terse acknowledgement of his service in the club programme after 34 years of service. Classic West Ham. Fucking hell. It was clack, clack. That was the beginning of the end, really, of West Ham. Because West Ham really were like quite a, a family club and he'd been the assistant manager to Ron Greenwood for years. Then when Ron Greenwood moved upstairs, he just went, and that was the way it was. And then all of a sudden, we got relegated. But like, we always got relegated once in a while. He'd been relegated before. Yeah. It wasn't a big deal. He's going to be relegated yeah. next year, get us promoted, John. Same deal as usual. And he's like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Right, and then suddenly they just went, man, went, actually, we're going to sack you. And they replaced him with fucking Lou Macari. <laughs> it was an absolute outrage. After that, basically, West Ham, as we knew it, had just, since then, it's just, from that day in 1989, it's been an absolute relentless circus of pandemonium. Roller coaster of shit. Yeah, just, <laughs> the whole thing's just been ridiculous. We should have stuck with John Lowell. He might be still alive. God. And then he went to Ipswich. Yeah, got them up into the Premier League, and uh, got them up to fourth. But then they finished sixteenth, and then they ended up rock bottom of the Premiership. He he resigned December nineteen ninety four and never returned to football management. Yeah, and I thought, oh, that's probably because he's a hundred, but he was in fact fifty four. It's fifty four. I mean, oh, John Lyles retired. <laughs> yeah, well, he'll be dead soon, won't he? Of course On he account has, of yeah. him being a hundred, he's fifty four. <laughs> oh, fifty four. Fucking incredible. Wonderful. Right, anyway, what's happening here? Um, corner comes in, Joe Bellamy is going for it. That's Joe's. Williams will need more than luck this time. Okay. And uh, Walter Williams leaps into the air and grabs the ball and replies to the, the crowd member. He says, that's Walter Williams. Use my full name. Joe Bellamy goes, oh, Great catch. Shout out to fan. Catch. And one says um, catch in football. Um, catch it. That's a cricket term, catch. Yeah. They hardly ever catch it anyway. Um, and a great throw to Trevor Cassidy. That let off seems to have transformed the kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, the wise words from Roy Race have helped as well. Trevor Cassidy was another replacement, it says, an experienced professional, and the electric Wembley atmosphere held no fears for him. Yeah. Um, he's running with the ball. Look at him holding the ball, allowing the other Melchester players to run into good positions. <laughs> oh, who's this fucking Don Howe? <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, get on him, you stupid... That's Joe Bellamy. Uh, he's drawn Joe Bellamy and fed the ball to Mervyn Wallace. 
Who's this Trevor Cassidy? Has he got white hair? He seems to have white hair. I recognise oh, the name. Trevor Cassidy. But I don't, I'm sure before. he didn't use that white hair. There's a lot of white hair about, because obviously Charlie Carter's white-haired as well. Yeah. Maybe we've never seen him before. I don't know. Uh, he's drawn Joe Bellamy and fed the ball to Mervyn Wallace. Uh, it says Roy yelled through the uproar. Go for it, Mervyn. Run at the defence. Run, you con. And Mervyn. <laughs> does do that. Jalapeño. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jalapeño. Uh, we see the commentator in the commentary box. Um, has a similar hairstyle to John Lyle. He mm. says... Uh, and there he goes. People tend to forget that Mervyn Wallace came to Melchester as a fast raiding winger who loves to take on players and beat them. Uh, I, I wasn't aware People of that. People seem to forget some. that. People have very short memories when it comes to <laughs> Mervyn Wallace. <laughs> a very, very unjust state of affairs, I believe. <laughs> very much the unsung hero of Melchester. Characteristic the of today's the entitled player. youth. They forget things, <laughs> important things, people's legacies, <laughs> people's experience. I believe that sales sales of the Rothmans football yearbook appear to be dropping year on year as the young generation rely on bebop jazz rather than hard <laughs> football facts. And the big band leaders are forgotten, consigned <laughs> to the dustbin of musical history. <laughs> it's a fucking disgrace. Um, Mervyn does indeed take on a player and beat him and he's got a big smile on his face as he does it that's the way to play football uh, like that and then it comes out the telly and that we see some fans at home watching it on the telly and they are all pumping their fists in excitement um, I'm sure this is the family that watched the TV before about 18 months ago with the, the silver haired dad and the two kids and the bowl of fruit on top of the telly do you keep a bowl of fruit on top of the telly? I wouldn't. Always, yeah. No, it'd rot it, wouldn't it? Because uh, overheat. Out, yeah, out yeah. Of those tellies in them days, there was like it was really Fucking hot. Red hot. Telly got really hot dry at your, the top. Dry your pads on them, wouldn't you? The, yeah, the last place you'd put your fruit is on top of the telly. Tellies were lethal. Or your ice cream. Tellies were absolutely lethal, weren't they? People are always like, oh, don't leave the telly on. If you when you go to bed, don't leave the telly on. It will explode. It'll explode. And if a telly yeah, explodes, it it's like people would lead you to believe that the explosion was as bad as a nuclear bomb because it's got a tube inside it that's yeah. so explosive. Yeah, that, that'll, that'll go up. The, yeah, the whole like house will be blown to smithereens, yeah. right? Shall I tell you one of, the, one of the biggest thrills of being a child, Yeah, which obviously doesn't happen anymore, was when the television repairman used to come out <laughs> the yeah. television was bust and he'd take the back off the television yes. and you'd see all of the internal the workings. And it looked like something from Do- Doctor Who. Yeah. Fucking hell. Circuit boards and all that Do kind of thing. Do you think he really it? knew what he was Whoa. doing, that bloke? He fuck. 
Yeah, that's what I reckon. Nah, just give it a whack when no one was looking. Exactly. Stop again. Get his spanner out, dick, dick around, doing nothing. Give it a whack and go. Yeah, it should be you fine. You couldn't do that. Your dad, your dad couldn't. Your dad couldn't take the back off the telly and try and mend it because it was just so intel- unintelligible. Yeah. What was in there? Who the fuck knew how television? Well, I still don't know. But in those days, it was even more there fucking are flat baffling. screens now. I don't know what's going on in there yeah, now. Absolute madness. I don't even know where the bits are that make people it work. talk about the onward march technology and how baffling it is. But for me, some of the oldest inventions are the most fucking baffling. Like and television mm. being the main one. How are they sending those images into my fucking rig? I've said, I've said before, vinyl records. I don't know how they work. Yeah. I don't know how they put the music I've, in I've the it, record. I've seen it being made. Yeah, and it, I, I still, still was none it. the wiser. It looked yeah. lovely. I found it very relaxing to watch, but it didn't it's fucking teach me anything about how the music was put on it. <laughs> well, put that. Sense. Right. It's very simple. The band, let's say it's, I don't know, the Beatles. They're over there, right? They play a song, Love Me Do. We connect all of their instruments to this machine. Then we put a load <laughs> of wax in the machine. Their instruments feed the song into the machine, and that, presses all of the notes onto this bit of wax. Then we flatten it into a circle and we sell it in a shop. Do you see now? Do you understand now? Yeah, but... but don't just make one. We make tens of thousands of them. Do they have to play the song every time you press one record? No, no, no. No, that's the beauty of it. Their job's done. We can scale it very easily, right? They only have to play the song once and it feeds through the lines onto all the wax. And we can just keep pumping it out, pumping the wax, pumping the wax, pumping the wax. And you can listen to the song over and over. It's fucking ingenious. How do I listen to the song once it's on the wax? You get a machine in your rig and it's got a thing that turns around in circles. You put the bit of wax on that and then you stick a needle on it and then the music comes out. Next question. (laughs) No, you lost me completely. (laughs) Fucking hell. It's fucking simple, and I don't know what you're missing here. Oh, oh dear me. I need a moment. So, yeah, they're looking at the telly. Oh, they've got a video recorder, these ones. 1984. Oh, fancy. I hope no one tapes over um, Top of the Pops compilation with the Everly Brothers in concert. <sighs> Not even peak Everly Brothers, comeback Everly Brothers. <laughs> that was on BBC Four a while back. I meant to say the other day that that concert. Oh really? It was the Royal Albert Hall, wasn't it? I don't remember. When was it? Was it from <laughs> yeah. the actual eighties? But from about nineteen eighty three. Yeah, yeah, they did a comeback. Can't believe I got that. I remember. Fucking hell! It's the I, Everly I got... Brothers live in concert. The Albert Hall. Oh, I better record this. <laughs> oh, they're about hundred year old, like John Lyle. Oh. <laughs> oh, I wish I hadn't recorded it. Now they look really weird. <laughs> so the dad's shouting at the telly he's nearly there go on Mervin go on hit it Merv <laughs> <laughs> variation on hit it Martin there um, desperately a tackle sent Mervin Wallace sprawling ah he throws his arms up in the air dramatically uh, foul ref foul no need though play on the referee penalised Walford by allowing player to continue. And guess who ran into the uh, into the scene and wellied it with his left foot? That's right, it's fucking Roy Race. Get out the fucking way, this one's mine. <laughs> you know where this is going. There it is. If any and other cunt so much as looks at that ball, then they're fucking finished. Not just at this club, but in football. I know people. In life. 
Uh, there it is, back of the net. Yes! Melchester Rovers 1, Walford 1. Continued later in the issue. This FA Cup final's gone on for weeks now. Enjoying it, though. Uh, the half-time whistle was hardly heard above the din. Uh, Rovers scored at just the right moment, but it was a scrappy and bad-tempered first half, says a fan. Obviously didn't care for it at all. Uh, I came here for free-flowing football, but no, this was bad-tempered and scrappy. (laughs) Wembley or no Wembley, I have not enjoyed myself and I'll be asking for a refund. I'd like to see the manager. Most of the inverted commas bad temper was still coming from Joe Bellamy, it says. You're lucky to be on terms, race. That's a nice old-fashioned phrase for being level. Uh, But there's another 45 minutes to go. (laughs) Roy says, true. Maybe we can make it something worth watching, Bellamy, if we try. (laughs) Roy. Roy's not bothered about the result. He just wants something for the fucking fans and the television viewers to enjoy. Truth is, uh, I'll always have one thing over you, cunt. And this is it. I don't give a shit whether we win or lose, as long <laughs> as I look good. And that gives me an edge over you. <laughs> the not caring, the not caring is what makes things it. The stakes are so much lower for me because win, lose or draw, I'll still be Roy fucking race. And you, my friend, will still be Joe Bellamy. There's a lot of, a lot of that in Boris Johnson, I think, a few decades down the line. Yeah, that's true, actually, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I'm Brexit. I'll 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 boost the Brexit campaign. I don't care about it. I don't believe in it. Yeah, but then I'll be I'll, I'll be known as the guy who won the Brexit campaign. Yeah. yeah. And if he lost, it would have been a I glorious. I think I'll get that. But he... you've been reading extracts of that book about him, and now like yeah. the reviews are out, and I'm just thinking this does sound really good. I might get it. It's not. It's not good for your your self care. I don't think it'll probably make you quite cross. Right. But yeah. It'll be a good read as well. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah, Royce says. Maybe we can make it something worth watching, Bellamy, if we try. Bellamy looks aghast and says, What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> you cheeky chant. Roy, Roy explains himself. He says, uh, Let's forget our differences, Joe, at least until the end of the game. For the sake of our two clubs, for the sake of football. <laughs> really condescending. And then there's a close-up of Roy's serious face and he's using his thumb to gesture towards the fans behind him. And for the sake of the people who've paid a lot of money to watch us, we owe it to them to let our football do the talking. All right. Uh, fucking hell, calm fucking down. Fuck that. Calm down, Winston. Who do you think you are? Nelson fucking Mandela. <laughs> no, I've got no time for him as it happens, Joe. I consider him a terrorist, but that's another conversation for <laughs> yeah. maybe for the bar afterwards. Do your own work. <laughs> it's not all about that song by the specials. There's a lot more stuff going on <laughs> in the past that I find very nasty. <laughs> so we He's may, if we, reason, dis- Roy. If we discuss uh, global politics like this, Joe, you may, you may be surprised to learn that there is more common ground between us than you imagine. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, later in the Walford dressing room, uh, one of the players says, "Maybe race is right, Joe. We're good enough to win this game without having to resort to aggro." <laughs> Joe punches his fist into his palm and says, "We're keeping up the pressure." I said, <laughs> "Cunning pressures." Uh, another one. But let's do it with our feet instead of our mouths. 
And another, come on, Joe, they're already playing with half a team, thanks to you. What more do you want? Has this team not got a manager? Is fucking Joe Bellamy in charge now? Is he player manager? I don't yeah, know what's going like on. It. I think he might be, actually, because that's what Roy was, wasn't he? Yeah, they'll give it to Joe Bellamy. Um, don't know. Anyway, uh, what more do you want? As the Rovers were called out for the second half, Blackie says to Roy, do you think it did the trick, Roy? That little chat you had with Bellamy? Let's hope so, Blackie, but we'll soon find out. Bellamy's waiting for me at the end of the tunnel. Whoa, and we just see Bellamy in silhouette and the whole of the Wembley crowd in the background at the end of the tunnel. What's going to happen? Is it going to be a fight? I'm ready for you, Roy, and I am stark bollock naked. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. If you look at this silhouette, you could just see what might be a testicle (laughs) hanging downwards. Trust me. Once you've clapped eyes on these fucking balls of mine, your your head will not be ready to win this cup final or any cup final. That's right, I've got three of them, like outside a pawnbroker's shop. <laughs> Look at that. 3-0. Three 3-0 nil. Three nil Joe Bellamy. <laughs> That's w- one for each <laughs> testicle and one for my big schlong. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, what on earth is Joe Bellamy up to? Find out next Saturday. And we will. And it's uh, it's a nine out of ten for me that. Yeah, nine out of ten for sure. Good pit on pitch action, good dialogue, conflict, and two big beasts of the yeah. uh, fictional football world f- in Bellamy. They are T- two rutting stags, you might say. You might say that, yeah. A bit much for young viewers, but uh, yeah. I love I'm not this. Going on uh, there, wouldn't understand. Are you, you going to talk about this Casio soccer game? Watch? I am. Yeah. Yeah, Roy selling stuff again from in the pages of Roy I've, the Rose. I've managed, for reasons that I will not go into, um, a number of Casio soccer game watches have recently come into my possession. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually uh, Cas Low. <laughs> the I is actually a lowercase L. Yeah. And but it, it looks like it says Casio, but it's not, don't worry it's about that. It's not Japanese. It's actually from um, a small Indonesian island, the name of which I forget. Very remote. That's where they're made, <laughs> Caslow. Very good quality, mind you. How the fuck does this work? Now, let's have a, a look at this watch. Cassio you can play a game what? on it. You can do your sums on it. It's got a little light. It's got a fucking alarm. It's got the time, but that's the least of your worries. It's got a fucking stopwatch. The fanny will be coming, chasing you like the pied fucking piper when they see this on your wrist. Trust me. <laughs> He says, the football season may never end if you're wearing Casio's, Caslow's latest microcomputer GS11 soccer game watch. In addition to all the usual watch features you would expect from Caslow, you also get an amazing football game on your wrist. The game is played in two halves with two opposing teams. You can dribble, intercept, pass and receive the ball and shoot for goal. Each team has five players. Forward, half-back, full-back, midfielder and goalkeeper. Ooh, the half-back. As the game develops, it gets faster with five different speed levels. The opposing team (laughs) and ball just keep moving faster and faster. In addition to the goal score, the watch will compute your skill points based on the goal score and the speed level that the game was played on. Lots of fun anywhere, anytime. 
Your GS11 is so light, you will hardly know you are wearing it. This sporty-looking watch comes with a tough matte black resin case and strap. Oh, I love resin. Fifteen ninety-five. I love a bit of resin, do you? Yeah. Resin is one of the best materials. Um, and you'll notice in the small print as well, it says full 12-month guarantee and operating instructions include. That's a full 12-months they guarantee it'll work for. That's impressive. Beyond the year, well, the is anyone's works. guess. And uh, who can honestly say that anything in this day and age lasts more than one year? But one year is a lot. 12 months you're going to get out of this. 12 months of fun for just £15.95. So <laughs> if, you, if you don't think that's worth it, then frankly, you're beyond my Fuck fucking you. help. <laughs> it says, uh, oh, it's got a left and a right button, I think. And uh, a shoot button in the middle. So I don't know. Maybe there's YouTube walkthroughs like they do have some mm. of the old things of that. I don't know. Um, I'm going to quickly have a look on YouTube. Betty. Oh, come on. Come on, YouTube. Don't let us down now. Casio Soccer Watch. Oh, Casio Soccer Watch comes up in the results. Oh, there it is. Someone's done a seven minute. Test and review of the Casio soccer oh, watch. Oh wow, that's really good. I watched that. Maybe we can deep we dive that deep for dive another that, one. Yeah. At some point, yeah. Fucking hell. Tanta ha prodotto una serie di. And it's not even in English. Even better. <laughs> wow! Sounds oh, like he's Italian wearing gloves to me. as well. Great. He's wearing gloves not to damage it. He's got like light blue gloves on. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a deep dive of that history box. <laughs> right, that's it from this one. We'll be back with more next time. Uh, thank you very much, and goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.